Hey mama, welcome to Parently. Today, Dr. Boyd is going to talk to you about the signs of labor and when you should go to the hospital in active labor. We want to save you the money, the embarrassment, and decrease your C-section rate. So before we get into this video, be sure to click the link below and sign up for our free online pregnancy coaching class. Hey everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Depends on where you are in the world. It depends on when you're watching this video. However, this is an informational video that will help you whether it's morning, afternoon, nighttime, early morning. How do I know if I'm in labor? Should I stay at home? Should I call my friends? Should I go to the party? Should I go to the hospital? Those are things that I'm hopeful we can clarify today to save you a visit to the hospital. Why save you a visit from the hospital? Embarrassment, money. They're both bad, the loss of money, okay? So, oftentimes when women end up at the hospital, they're embarrassed if they get sent home. I really should never have come. Secondly, it's very expensive. Two or three or $4,000 for one to two to three hour visit at the hospital. If you're on an 80-20 plan, Potentially, it's coming out of your pocket, 500 bucks or so. May as well save that, spend that on yourself or your baby. So, how do I know, not me, because I'm not in labor, how do you know if you're in labor? The million dollar question, it's interesting. When you look at data for women that come to the outpatient area at the hospital, that means you come in, they put you in a little room, they hook you up to a monitor, to determine if you need to stay at the hospital or not. That's called an outpatient monitoring room set up specifically for outpatients. In other words, patients that aren't gonna stay in the hospital, but will go home. So you come to the hospital, you put you in an outpatient room, and we determine over the next several hours, should you stay or should you not stay? 90% of women that show up as an outpatient, 90% go home. So we want to save you from that embarrassment and that loss of money. How do we help you know if you should go to the hospital for labor? So labor is a difficult subject for me to express to you because I've never been in labor. Thank God, because if men had to go into labor, we would have one baby for every family moving forward because men would never do this but God allowed women to have babies go through labor, and that's a blessed thing. So labor, you have to understand that term is a process, it's a journey. So we're getting ready to go from here to there, wherever you wanna go, here to there, that's a journey. So let's say we're gonna go from here to California. We're gonna plan for it, we're gonna get our car packed, we're gonna get on the road, and we know that it's gonna take X amount of days to go from here to California. Now, I'm in Florida, so it takes a long time from get, uh, for me to get from Florida to California. So labor in some women is a long journey. It's from Florida to California. Other women, labor is a short process. It's from Florida to Florida. So again, when to get to the hospital, how to know when to get to the hospital. Those are things that I'm hopeful we can help you with. Now, I've spent a lot of time prefacing all this 
because it's so important that you understand it's a journey. So have everything ready. Have your car packed. Have your suitcase packed because at some point you're going to go to the hospital. But what is that point? So today we're specifically addressing labor. What is labor? Labor is a journey, like I just mentioned, of regular contractions, certain interval of time that the contraction happens, and then pain. So we're going to address each one so that you as a patient can understand you have to have all three of these before you know you're in labor. Number one, frequency of contractions. Frequent contractions, frequent contractions. What does that mean? That means your contractions are happening every two to four minutes, two to three minutes, two to five minutes. But it, but it is in an interval that is less than five minutes. So if you're contracting frequently, but they're every 10 to 15 minutes, that's not frequent. Frequent is every two to five minutes. So contraction happens, it ends, and then from that interval when it ends to the next contraction, that is the frequency interval and you need to pay attention to that. So contraction happens, you move forward and it's 10 minutes away, that's not a frequent contraction. So frequency, 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 every two to five minutes. Number two, the, intent, the length of time that your contraction happens. Contractions that are in a regular labor pattern, active labor, are 60 to 90 seconds long. So your contraction starts and it moves forward in a certain time period. That interval should be 60 to 90 seconds. So again, we've got frequency of contractions. That's one contraction to the next contraction. And then we've got length of time that your contraction happens. That's 60 to 90 seconds. Third issue is the most difficult one for women to accept, but it has to happen before you can have a baby. That's called pain. Now, nobody likes pain. I know there's some weirdos out there who like pain, but most of us do not like pain. It's scary. But remember, women, men, whoever, when you have pain, you may think you're going to die from the pain, but nobody ever does. Now, men would not tolerate labor pain. I just mentioned that earlier. But women can handle pain. They've handled it historically. Remember, women have been around for thousands of years, and they've labored without anything for pain. There was no narcotics. There was no epidurals. Women died in labor, but they never died from the pain. So if you can simply remember, am I going to die from this pain? And the answer is no. Pain from labor will not kill you. Okay? So if you can simply wrap your head around that, that's part of the battle. In other words, you have to be the dominant force in thought process over the pain. The pain is not your boss. You're the boss of your pain. Okay, so what is pain? How do I know if the pain is intense enough to bring me to the hospital? And I give analogies all the time. If you have your arm cut off, do you think that that would be painful? Yes, it would be. I don't encourage you to do that, but you know if your arm was cut off, there would be no doubt in your mind that that is a lot of pain. 
If somebody took a two by four and knocked you upside the head, there would be no debate on whether that was painful. Now, assuming it didn't knock you out, but it, you get hit in the head with the two by four, you don't have to ask your neighbor. You don't have to ask your spouse. You don't have to ask yourself, oh my word, did I just get hit in the head by, with a two by four? You know that that happened. Labor is exactly the same way. If you have to ask yourself, is this the pain that they talk about in labor? Probably you're not in labor. You know the answer. When you get into active labor, you can say to yourself, oh my word, this is what they talk about. This is the pain of labor. Great story. Recently, I had a patient that I saw one night. She was in false labor. She was having some irregular, irregular contractions. I sent her home. She comes back the next night in labor and she was screaming. I had told her the night prior, you will know when you're in labor. When she came back the second night, she said to me, Dr. Boyd, I know I'm in labor. Last night was false. Today is true. She did not have to ask me. She knew it. And that was based on the severity of the pain. Now, in medicine, we use these pain scales all the time. I don't like them. Most healthcare providers don't like them. They ask you to rate your pain 1 to 10, 0 to 10. 10 means severe. 0 means no pain. But how can you have a pain of 10 when you've never had a pain of 10? It's impossible. If you've never had your arm cut off, if you've never been hit in the head with a 2x4, you don't know what a pain level of 10 is. Now, if you're a pregnant woman that has had, let me back up. If you are a woman that's had a baby in the past, you know that you've been through this. But if you're a first time mom, you've never experienced the severe pain of labor. You've never had a 10. So it's hard to tell you what a 10 is. And that's why we, we've used these analogies of your arm being cut off, being hit in the head with the two by four. However, I promise you, when you get into active labor, even if you've never had a baby, you will know that this is a pain of 10. Remember, you're not going to die from it. You have power over that pain. Now, one of the things that women are concerned about and they want to get to the hospital early is, am I going to have time for an epidural? And the answer is yes. If you've decided that you're going to have an epidural, there is not a time period where it's too late. Now, if you deliver your baby on the way to the hospital, in the car, in the ambulance, that's probably too late. You're not going to have an epidural. But short of that situation, there is time for almost all women, 100%, 99.9, that they will have time to have an epidural or some type of regional anesthesia placed. So don't let that be a fear driver and bring you to the hospital too soon. I encourage you to stay at home when you're in labor until you're five centimeters or greater. Why is that? Your cesarean section rate goes down by one half if you come to the hospital after five centimeters. That's an amazing statistic. The cesarean section rate in the United States is about 33%. One in three women have cesarean, section, cesarean sections for delivery. So if you can come to the hospital and know that your cesarean section rate is half of that, 17 
16%, that's a good reason to stay at home. And again, remember, the pain of labor is not going to kill you. And I know I beat this to death, but it's very, very important that you start the process of thinking about that before it happens. Again, it's that journey. So I've encouraged you to stay at home until you're five centimeters. And oftentimes women want to know how to do that successfully. Several things I can tell you. First of all, why do I want you to stay home until you're five centimeters? I've mentioned the cesarean section reason. The other thing that is discouraging for a lot of women is when you come to the hospital and you're in active labor, oftentimes the staff will place you in the bed and you'll stay in the bed until you labor. Well, no, no women want to do that. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I shouldn't say no women, but many women don't want to do that. Remember, if you stub your toe, you don't climb into bed. You hop around the house and you say, oh my word, oh my word, that hurts. Labor is kind of the same thing. So if you come to the hospital, they, they place you in bed. But you're going to do better walking around, bouncing on the ball. Those are things that you can do at home. So how can you do that successfully when you've entered active labor? Remember, active labor we've talked about is regular, painful contractions. Active labor typically through history has started around four centimeters, but that's just kind of a number that we use. Regular painful contractions, you may be in active labor when you're two or three centimeters dilated. So how to stay home until you're five centimeters? You need help. You don't do this alone. So you need to have a spouse that understands. You need to have a mother that understands. You need to have a neighbor. You need to have a sister. You need that network. You need that family. They will help you. They will encourage you. Encourage you. So you need to have breathing techniques. You need to have a room, a couch, a chair that you're happy with and is comfortable. But the most important thing is you need to have a network that will help you. Annabelle will talk to you about this as a previous laboring patient. She did this at home. She stayed at home until she was five plus centimeters and she will encourage you. So Dr. Boyd just talked to you about the signs of labor and it's so important to pay attention to your body. And it's also important to know when you're gonna to go to the hospital. But I wanna to talk to you about how to stay at home as long as possible so you can decrease your risk for C-section and make sure that you're comfortable and you get the things that you want while you're laboring. It's important to know that when you go to the hospital, you can labor how you want. You don't have to stay in bed, but if you're gonna have an epidural, you will have to stay in bed. And you will also have a lot of people encouraging you to stay in bed. So let's stay at home as long as possible. All right, so I want to encourage you to click the link below and sign up for our online coaching class where I'm going to teach you how to stay home as long as possible, how to breathe through your contractions, how to have a support network, and how to practice your relaxation techniques. So be sure to click the link below and go check it out. Mm -hmm.